are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody is having a wonderful day. Avoiding the storm has been kind of crazy here in the central Arkansas area, but still, it's the month of September. We have finally arrived, which I know seems like it's been moving fast this year, but honestly not fast enough because this year's pretty much sucked for the most part as far as COVID and all that stuff goes. But that's okay, though, because we're going to have college football before we know it as far as in the the SEC and with the Arkansas Razorbacks. And uh, as we get closer and closer, there's more updates and more things being thrown around and all that fun stuff as well. And uh, actually, that's what I just got done doing was listening and uh, hearing from Coach Sam Pittman in the press conference that he had dealing with the Razorbacks and some of the updates uh, that has come along with it. And uh, one of the things that, you know, because, listen, he he goes through a lot of the stuff and, and a lot of it's coach speak, and that's not anything that's bad against him. That's just the way coaches are for the most part. And so there hasn't been really any significant updates or any significant things uh, that were going on. But uh, I would say that one of the things that stood out to me, it was actually a question that I ended up asking him, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, yeah, maybe just a little bit, but uh, it, it was about confidence that this team has. Because yesterday when we heard from Felipe Franks, one of the biggest things that we heard is that he has a lot of confidence, and he is as confident as he ever, has ever been, which didn't strike me as surprising. Because you want your quarterback confident, which we talked about and covered last podcast. But what did surprise me was that when I asked Sam Pittman about it, because let's be honest, when you go 2-10 and 10 in back-to-back years, you haven't had a conference win since 2017. You haven't won a conference game at home since 2016. Uh, you've had some uh, tumultuous coaching changes and I mean, it was just a lot of stuff that was been going on, and we don't have to revisit it. We know that it's hard to be confident in what you're doing and the program you are in and all of that when you know you have that type of resume over the past few years. So I, I thought it was really important and really interesting to find out what Sam Pittman thought about his team's confidence. And it kind of goes into the place of how he handles his practices and how he handles the mentality with his players, is that... It's not telling them things. It's not telling them that they're, that they're doing a good job. It's not telling them that, hey, that was a nice play. It's actually showing them. And I think that that's something that he's been really hammering home as far as mental toughness goes, as far as uh, you know the things that go along with uh, Arkansas and how they've handled certain aspects of the practice. Just It's about showing. It's about action. And I can't tell you how important I think that is. And maybe you can just sit here and yell at me because you're like, why are you hammering this point home so much? What's the point of all this? No, listen, I think that there is a lot to be said for this. I really do. I think that there is something that is special brewing in that type of style of coaching, especially dealing with players that may not have the highest level of self-esteem and confidence because of how bad everything has been. You know, you have to be able to do things the right way, and you have to be able to see the results of how you're doing them. Now, obviously, Arkansas has not had any games to showcase that ability. Uh, there's, there's been problems there as far as, you know, you can't go back and say, well, see, we did this right because we won the game. 
Like you don't have that just yet. So you have to start with kind of the smaller pieces and the smaller victories, small victories, if you will, of, uh, you know, if a guy does a play or runs a formation really well, then there you go. That person needs to be shown, hey, this is this is how you ran it. This is why it works so well for you. And this was the result. And this is why we're trying to do it. Like it's a matter of being able to show because I can't tell you, folks, just think about it in your own job. Think about in your own job that if, uh, you know, you were working towards more money, if, if you were in a commission-based business, we'll just take that for an example, all right? You're a commission-based business, and you, uh, you get told by your superior, hey, you're doing a great job. Hey, you're doing a great job. Hey, you really know how to do this. You're, and that sales pitch you were doing was really good. You did a really good job in that sales pitch. And all your training that you're getting told, man, that's, you got it made, man. You're natural. You know how to do this. This is great. And then when they actually get out on the road, when they start having to actually make those sales pitches, actually having to close down deals, having to do all of that, they end up failing time after time after time and after time again. But you, they keep being told, no, you're doing a good job, man. You just keep working at it. It's going to get you there. You're going to make that money. You're going to get those sales. It's, it's going to happen. But then you keep going and you keep going and it doesn't work and it doesn't work. Eventually, you're going to sit back and say, I don't think that person knows what they're talking about. I don't think that person knows how to do this. And I think the information he's feeding me is not the right information because this is not working. I'm not seeing the progress. I'm not seeing the results, the things that are making me better. I'm not seeing them. And I think it's the exact same way with this football team, folks. I think that there is a lot to be said about Sam Pittman doing it this way because if he's able to show the results of what they're doing, to show the positive parts of them, to show that what they are trying to teach these kids, to coach these kids on works and here's why, you will not only start to believe, you'll start to do it, you'll start to implement it, and it'll start to work. And that is something that this team has needed for the past few seasons because they have been constantly told how good they are. They've been constantly told that they're doing the right thing. They've been constantly told that the people that are in charge know what they're doing. But every single turn has been completely and totally wrong. It's been a farce. It's been terrible. And so now they have somebody in Sam Pittman in this coaching staff, which again, we're just going off of what we know. We'll see if the, if the results come from and as far as wins and losses go. But now we see a guy. We see a guy in Sam Pittman that actually looks at this team and says, they don't need to be told anything. They need to be showed everything. They need to be showed that and given examples that they can see, that they can feel, that they can actually have results from. They need that more than ever. And I think, yeah, just my opinion, that Sam Pittman doing it that way is going to result maybe not in a lot of wins this year. Maybe it won't even result in multiple wins this year. But what it will result in is a team that is actually confident and competitive because they see what they need to work on during practices. They see how they need to do things. Now it's just about implementing those things and carrying them over into the field. That, my friends, is what's most important, and that's what Sam Pittman is doing to try to build this team's confidence 
moving forward. We'll talk more about all the things going on with Arkansas and some of the SEC stuff as well. But first, folks, you've heard me talk to you about rockauto.com, right? It's it's something that, you know, it's one thing that if you're somebody who likes to go to these big box stores to work on their cars and and to get parts and all that stuff. And, and you know what? You would think that'd be fine. You'd think that'd be easy. You want to look at what you do. You want to go in there and say, all right, well, I got, I got some guys that'll help me out. And maybe I know, maybe I don't. But then you get there and they don't have what you need. Or if they think that they have what you need, they don't know if that's really what you need. And they're not very helpful either. But that's what something like rockauto.com does so greatly that none of those box stores can. They actually have a catalog that is so intricate and so specific and has so many different manufacturers being a part of it that if you don't find what you're looking for, then it doesn't exist. Because they have it all. They have different prices from professionals, mechanics too. And some do-it-yourselfers. But that's the thing about rockauto.com. And since they're a family-owned business, and they've been doing this online for 20 years, they have all the same prices no matter if you're someone who works on cars professionally or do-it-yourself. And the prices are always reliably low. So why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that are available for your car or truck right locked on into the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You know, uh, there was some uh, fun stuff being announced today, mainly dealing with uh, Arkansas and some of the games, not all the games, but some of the games that uh, they're scheduled in the SEC and times and what stations they'll be on. You know, some people may think that that's not very interesting, but I think it's pretty fascinating, especially given the circumstances of the COVID-19 happening in, in this state and around this country. But anyways, uh, just to highlight a few of those games for you, Arkansas will be opening up uh, September 26th against Georgia, of course, at home. That game will be on the SEC network, and it will be at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. The next week, October 3rd, happy birthday to me that day, Arkansas will be traveling to Mississippi State at 6.30 p.m. on the SEC network alternate. Lord, I can't wait to see how many people are trying to figure out what channel that one's on. Auburn's to be determined. Ole Miss is at uh, 11 a.m. or 2.30 p.m. or 3 p.m. It could be either one of those times. So uh, it's either going to be SEC Network, SEC Network Alternate, or ESPN Platform, which basically says, hey, let's just wait and see what that game actually is, and then we'll figure it out from there. Texas A&M on October 31st on Halloween will be at 6.30 p.m. on the SEC Network. Tennessee the next week will either be on ESPN or the SEC Network at 6.30 p.m., and then the rest of the games, the last final four games of the season, are still to be announced. So we just have a few times, and uh, the only chance of one 11 a.m. game at this point in time. But, you know, it, it's for what COVID has done, does it really matter what time the game is? To me, 11 a.m. kickoffs, which I'm one of the people that will complain about it nonstop. Like, I hate it. I can't stand 11 a.m. kickoffs. They need to be burned. But I also get the, you know, the, uh, the positive from them because that means your game gets to be on TV and all that. I understand that too. But to me, if, if you're watching the game on TV, like you can't go to the game, mainly because it's a road game, say for something like that. I love games that are at 11 a.m. And here's why. You wake up, you watch college game day, right? 
You eat breakfast, you maybe do some stuff around the house, depending on if you're a family man or not, whatever it is. You end up doing things like that. Then, then, once college game day is over, guess what? Boop, you're right there. You get to watch your game immediately following that. Now, it's usually uh, reserved for some of the lesser opponents that maybe you'll be playing, but still, you get to watch your game. And then, the best part about it, whether you win or lose, no matter what, the game ends around 2.30, maybe 3 o'clock, and you're done. You're done. And not only are you done, you get the 2.30 game on CBS that you get to start, which is normally the best SEC game of the week. Can't miss that. And then you also have the 6 p.m. games that you can watch. No problems. Hitting that previous channel, baby. Keep going back and forth. Or you have the rest of the afternoon to maybe be a little more productive. Maybe you want to mow your lawn. Maybe you want to do some stuff around the house. Whatever it is, to me, 11 a.m. kickoffs are actually really great. As long as you're not going to the game. As long as you're not trying to tailgate. So since, I guess we could see you'd still, a few of you go to the games. A few of you go to the games. I'm going to try to go to the games. A few of you can do it. Uh, but, you know, part of it, too, is, uh, you know, you want Arkansas, for instance, if you're not ta- if you're tailgating, you know, since you can't do that either, you just walk into the game. So I'm for 11 a.m. kickoffs this year. Bring them on, I say. Let them all happen. Let them all be a part of it. I can't wait. I hope that Arkansas gets 11 a.m. kickoffs all the other times in the world because that's just the crazy person I am, and maybe I'm really selfish. But that's just me. I'm sure a bunch of you will disagree with me, but that's just me. But I just wanted to reiterate that point and say that I'm fine with it. So don't come crying to me if Arkansas gets 11 a.m. kickoffs. Just saying. Can't wait to talk about the Big Ten and the latest craziness going on in that conference. Coming up next, stay with us. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, folks, I'm going to bring up the latest in the Big Ten. And I know that we talk about the Arkansas Razorbacks here on this podcast, but I, I do have to bring up this story because it is just insane. It's absolutely insane. I think it's hilarious and because uh, I love making fun of the Big Ten. So I'm going to try to bring it all back to what happened uh, earlier on Tuesday morning where Donald Trump, the president of the United States of America, tweeted out something to the extent of, you know, we got to get we got to get college football going. And I've talked with Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, to try to figure out what we can do to make this happen. Do what? Really? Okay. I don't know what you think is going to happen, but let's see how it goes, right? So anyways, then the Big Ten puts out a statement saying uh, that uh, we were contacted by the White House and we are exhausting every resource to help student-athletes get back to playing the sports they love at the appropriate time in the safest and healthiest way possible. All right, that seems pretty political, but, uh, you know, whatever. It's, it's just nothing there. It's just a statement saying, yeah, we acknowledge it and all that. So anyways, uh, then it's reported that the Pac-12 has not heard from the White House at all. And I, I, I'd already had put something like two and two together before that story happened. But when that thing hit, I said, because there's no battleground states in the Pac-12 right now, folks. It's all in the Big Ten. This is very politically driven. So I'm laughing about it because I'm like, listen, even though the, yeah, the Pac-12 hadn't heard from Trump, but in his defense, no one has heard from the Pac-12 in football since 2005. So that was weird. Now, this is when it gets crazy, all right? So, 
according to the Dan Patrick show, which to me, Dan Patrick's pretty valid and has a, is a good form of resources. He says from a source of his that if conference can pass updated safety measures and procedures, the Big Ten would be targeting October 10th to start the football season. Excuse me? Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me that just in a mere phone call with the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, now all of a sudden you're starting to say, well, maybe we can move it up. Forget Thanksgiving. We can do it October 10th, as long as we get the safety precautions put into place. I mean, for crying out loud, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Is that all it took? Is that the pressure that you needed from the president? Well, then, you know, I start laughing about this. And, and again, I'm not doing this to be political, but it is a political story mixed in with sports. So I start laughing at it because, folks, like everybody with a brain knows what this is about. Even you, even Trump supporters know what this is about. Like it's being political. It's Trump trying to gain favor in battleground states. Like it's not a, it's not brain surgery. So that part, it's whatever. But then it started being reported that actually, according to sources, uh, it's they're they're looking at other different uh, measures. But as far as starting on October 10th, there's no validity to that. So, anyways, we have this round and around reporting of who's actually telling the truth. Who knows? It's still a mess. Now, this is where it gets uh, uh, really nauseating because there's reporters and national college football writers, which I don't care what anybody says. They seem to be people that are rooting for college football not to work. And I think they want to do that because they want to be right. Uh, but Pete Thamel of uh, Yahoo Sports, who is, uh, is a guy that's been around a long time doing college football stuff, this is what bugs me is he puts out an article, which he doesn't allow any replies to because, you know, he, I think that's really cowardly to do that. But anyways... Uh, he puts out this article that says Big Ten sources didn't just deny President Trump's claim that returning immediately was at the one yard line. They laughed at it. A column on the reality of the Big Ten's restart, which is now officially and indebitably politicized. Are you kidding me right now? Do you think it just now became politicized? Like this just now happened? Are you serious? Come on, man. Come on, man. This has been political from the beginning. Everything in college football when it comes to these decisions has been nothing but political. It's 100% true. And to think that, oh, now it's a problem. Now this is bad. We can't have politics and sports. Man, this has been politicized since the beginning. And just because Donald Trump made a phone call doesn't mean that all of a sudden now it's a problem. Now it's bad. It's funny to me. It's funny. And if the Big Ten restarts up at October 10th, Donald Trump's going to take a victory lap and CC, folks. I saved college football. That's what he's going to do. And you know what? I don't blame him if that ends up happening. But this story with the Big Ten continues to be a circus. It continues to be straight clown shoes. And I am here for it. I can't wait to see it continuing on. Can't wait to see the nonsensical things that continue on in this story. Man, oh, man. Let it, let it just burn. Let it be as chaotic as possible because I don't care. The Big Ten, irrelevant to me. I love being in the SEC. Don't you. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Yeah.
your Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 